Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. for the Prince Albert Raiders and there was teams from Europe there as Finland and Sweden and and the Raiders got invited to it and it was uh, the atmosphere it was like playing junior hockey you don't get to play many tournaments like that where you're kind of back as that kid atmosphere and it was packed and the people were you know it was good hockey and the people were really excited with the teams that were there lots of NHL scouts there I remember I remember Scotty Bowman being there and and uh, so it just it was it was the ability to play in it was like a kids tournament but you weren't a kid anymore and it made it a lot of fun that is Oilers head coach Dave Tippett some memories of the first ever Viking Cup he played in it back in 1981 as a member of the SJHL's Prince Albert Raiders of course the Viking Cup ran until 2006 there is now a book out about the tournament it is appropriately called the Viking Cup this man wrote it. Please welcome to Inside Sports, Leroy Johnson. Leroy, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? Oh, just fine. Nice, uh, nice to talk to you, and Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you as well. Thanks for hopping on the show. I, I know you and I spoke off air a couple of times to set this up. I'm so looking forward to, to this segment here. First of all, um, explain to everybody. I, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening who know exactly who you are and your connection to the tournament, but just to sort of set the stage here, uh, tell us about your involvement with the tournament over the years. Well, I was hired as the athletics director at Augustana back in 1967. And uh, the uh, idea then was that we would uh, get into the Alberta Colleges Athletic Conference uh, as a team. Now, we only had between 300 and 400 students, and uh, we would have to compete against uh, larger schools like Nate and Sate and uh, Mount Royal and so on. Uh, so so we, uh, we decided to... Uh, do something real special to try to attract some good players <clears throat> and that that's when we went to europe for the very first time 1974-75 uh it was something that was very unusual at that time for uh, for a college team or or, or or any team actually uh the summit series had just been held but uh in terms of junior hockey there were very few uh teams that were were going over there or or interested so we attracted a lot of great players and won the canadian championship that year so that's kind of how it all started we then uh, in a few years got into the ac acac and in 1979-80 we went overseas again uh and played in uh, russia and uh, finland and uh, sweden and at that time we invited the uh the top swedish team that we had played aik from stockholm and the top Finnish team, TPS from uh, Turku, Finland, to come back. Uh, 
and uh, they accepted our invitation. Um, and I, I, I uh, and you just talked to Dave Tippett there. Uh, I knew uh, uh, the the leaders of the team there, Terry Simpson uh, and others, quite well. So I invited them to come to the tournament as well because they were the top team in Canada in terms of um, junior hockey at that time. So we had three outstanding teams and then our own team, and uh, it was just a big success right off. Uh, you know, Scotty Bowman walked in the first day, and that gave us some instant credibility as well. So that, that's kind of how it all started, uh, Reed. So would you, and I know you're a modest guy, but I want to ask the question, would you consider yourself the founder of the tournament or you as part of a group of people? How would you sum that up? Well, uh, to uh, get college hockey started here in Camrose, uh, we set up a, a committee of businessmen and we all worked together. Um, but uh, so I guess in a sense, it was the, uh, you know, the, the group that, that started it. But it really started from that initial trip um, uh, to Europe. So the, the first one in 1981, did it, it obviously went very well. Like you said, did it, did it catch you by surprise at all how well it went like, and the reaction to it? Just as an example, we, we didn't know what crowd control was because we had never filled the arena. And all of a sudden, uh, we had uh, people packing into the arena, and we realized that, hey, we can't have this many people. So uh, that was one of our first problems, is to control the crowds, because, uh, you know, who had, nobody had seen this type of hockey, this quality of hockey at the junior level before from, from Europe. And, uh, and everybody knew how good the Prince Albert Raiders were. Uh, so in the in the final game, it was just uh, it was a real problem to uh, try to control the the number of people uh, that got into the arena. And of course, that was a fantastic game between uh, TPS from Finland, uh, and you may recall uh, the name Hanoverta. He he played uh, in that game and was uh, then drafted by Buffalo. Um, and the, uh, there's several players drafted from the Prince Albert Raiders team, uh, then, uh, James Patrick. And I'm not sure if Dave Tippett was actually drafted, but he certainly played in the NHL. All right. So then it was held again in 82 and then it was every second year. So how come you decided to go every second year? What's the story there? Oh, because we, uh, we wanted to go to Europe with our own team. Uh, and the, um, the second year, uh, we uh, attracted the uh, the Czechoslovakian national under 18 team, and they actually invited us back the next year to play in Czechoslovakia over the Christmas break. So we didn't want to, uh, uh, you know, give that idea up. So we uh, we decided to do it every other year. It was a tremendous amount of work to it as well. So. Uh, uh, we didn't want to uh, kind of overwork our people. And, of course, we billeted all these players. And uh, it was expecting a little bit too much to do this every year. So that's why we made it a biennial tournament. Leroy Johnson joining us on Inside Sports, author of the new book, The Viking Cup. So it ran until 2006. Uh, how did you know it was it was time? Or was it ultimately your decision? Were there some outside factors here? Well, I wasn't involved in the latter years. Um, I uh, was, as you may know, I was elected to the Alberta legislature. Uh, that was in 1997. Um, so that's when I uh, left the Viking Cup. I had been the uh, coordinator of it for, for 20 years. So I, I guess I can't speak too much to why it actually, uh, uh, you know, why why we don't have it anymore. But um, maybe it just uh, outlived its time. 
Okay. So when it came to writing the book, I mean, I know you you talked to Tip. I assume you didn't. There were no shortage of people willing to tell the stories because I it was such a positive experience for a lot of players at at kind of an early stage in their careers. Well, that was a real highlight for me because I I I, I must have talked to three or four hundred people from from you know uh, different countries all over the world, uh, the, the hockey countries, and and it was in, extremely inspiring for me. Um, I mean, what what can be better than to relive wonderful experiences with inspiring people, and and that's what happened. So that's that's what kind of kept me going on on this project. Uh, but then I would talk to the younger generation, and they would say, "Well, what's that? What's, what's the Viking Cup? Tell us about it." And and then I realized, yeah, there is a need to have a book, or there is a need to 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 have this written someplace uh, so that uh, we have an accurate record of it. What's your? Uh, this might be a tough one, Leroy, but I got to ask you: What's your favorite memory of the tournament? Do you have a favorite game, player, moment, something like that? <laughs> Well, I, I guess probably probably the last game of the first tournament with TPS and uh, and the Prince Albert Raiders, but the, but maybe of equal uh, uh, memory is uh, the uh, wasn't the last game, but it was uh, an earlier game of the tournament when the Czechoslovakian team was here for the first time. That was their national team, and Dominique Hasek played in goal. Uh, and they played against the Prince Albert Raiders, and it was an unbelievable game. And Hasek just wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't let any pucks go in the net, uh, so it ended up two to one. And Peter Klima scored on a penalty shot. And you remember Peter Klima? In fact, he scored both of those goals in the two to one victory. Uh, and uh, people still talk about that. It was just, uh, you know, unbelievable. And uh, and and the, the the building was absolutely packed as well. Do you think a tournament like the Viking Cup could ever thrive again, or are we in a different era of, of hockey now and the way teams work and all that kind of stuff? Well, it, it would be good to see it happen again. Um, uh, I I think there's, uh, you know, there's great advantages here, but... I, the, the thing that really made it, I think, it was the uh, European teams that came, and particularly the national 18-year-old teams or under-18 teams. Um, they were all pretty much 18, as as you know, on a national team, they all their birthdays are all January, February, March, perhaps. Uh, so, so they they really kind of made the tournament. Uh, because everybody was so interested in European hockey at, at that particular time. Uh, the uh, uh, At that time, it was called the Canadian Amateur Hockey Association. Now it's Hockey Canada. They 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 really didn't know what what to do with us to start with, to tell you the truth. When we asked if we could invite these teams, they really had in mind that someday they would probably have a tournament of their own for the national under-18 teams. And as you know, they do now, the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Gretz-Gretzky Olympic tournament. But, uh, but at that time, uh, they didn't. So they, they were hesitant to give us permission to do it. But on the other hand, there was no reason why they shouldn't. So, so what happened is they they said let's let's call them the the the, the national selects rather than the national team. It was the same team, and they you know they wore the uh, the team uniform and all that. But these teams from Europe were really interested in coming over, 
and playing against tough, tough competition because they wanted to get better for the European Championships that, that followed in the in the spring. Uh, and and uh, I might just add at, at this point, uh, Reid, that there was a lot. There were a lot of people that felt it was unfair uh, to play a national 18-year-old teams or actually 17 or 18-year-old players against the older players, such as the U of A Golden Bears and, 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 and college teams. But I can tell you that in, in dealing with the Europeans, they wanted to come over here and play tough competition. And it was quite an honor for them to play, come and play the U of A Golden Bears or some of the college teams. So while a lot of our own people were pretty concerned about this as being unfair, uh, generally speaking, those from Europe were uh, quite, quite happy uh, to to be able to play this type of competition. Well, this is, this is amazing. I, I know there's a copy of the book uh, that I'm going to grab tomorrow at work, so I'll, I'll dive into that definitely uh, right away. Where can people find the, the Viking Cup? And the book, is it's just, it's just called The Viking Cup, right? Uh, yeah, The Viking Cup, there's a subtitle. It's uh, uh, a small college town scores big time. Um, and I might just mention in, in regards to that, my editor when she read the first manuscript, she said, well, this is a story about bigness and littleness. And of course it is. Uh, you know, a little town on the prairies opens, opens its doors to the world and the world comes knocking, that type of story. And uh, she, um, she picked up on that, um, that right away. And where could people find it, Leroy? Yeah, you can find it. Uh, the, the publisher was uh, Friesen Press, uh, so you can get the book through Friesen Press online. Uh, Amazon, um, uh, uh, what is it? Um, uh, Noble? <laughs> uh, oh, what is it? Uh, Barnes and Noble? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, okay. Uh, and uh, through uh, Indigo, and uh, I think pretty well all the bookstores uh, are handling it, in, including the little bookstore that we have here in Camrose. That's awesome. Well, Leroy, I, like I said, I'm so looking forward to reading it. Thanks for for popping on tonight. We could probably go on for another half hour, but uh, I got to hand the airwaves over to another show eventually. But I wish you all the best, and 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 thank you for chronicling this. And like you said, sometimes you bring up the Viking Cup to people, and you know maybe some younger people haven't heard about it, or it's it's faded maybe for some people. So I think it's really important you. You recorded all this, and, and it's going to last, Leroy. Thank you so much, man. Thanks for having me. That is Leroy Johnson checking in, former tournament coordinator for the Viking Cup. And uh, like you said, the book is called The Viking Cup, A Small College Town Scores Big Time. Well, maybe a last-minute Christmas gift for somebody. That's uh, that's pretty cool. Leroy Johnson checking in tonight on Inside Sports. 780-496-0063, back after the break. another request Kellen it is uh, from Bruce wanted to hear love removal machine by the cult nice good track we did we didn't get around to mistress for Christmas we got one more show before Christmas it'll be yeah, fine we'll, we'll play the entire song uh, what Tuesday's our next inside sports Tuesday. Oilers hockey Oilers hockey tomorrow 630 face-off show game at eight in Seattle the Oilers have 
taken off for Seattle. Duncan Keith goes into COVID protocol, joining the Nuge, who was put in there this morning. Nima Linen on injured reserve. Chris Russell, long-term injured reserve. Marodi and Griffith called up from the minors. The Oilers only have five healthy D. Maybe Cuckoo gets activated tomorrow or Broberg gets called up tomorrow. So that's something to keep an eye on. Oil Kings leading Swift Current, 3-1 after the first period at Rogers Place. Or pardon me, that's after two already. Uh, that is after two already. Oil Kings up 3-1 on Swift Current. No, the, this time is all messed up. I thought the game started at 7. Well, anyway, <laughs> it's it's 3-1 for the Oil Kings. Check their Twitter account. I can't trust the internet. Uh, so, yeah, and then the Oil Kings, the, the Oilers play Monday, and then they play Wednesday and Thursday, and then Christmas Eve, we don't have a show. Yeah, it's the first intermission. It's 3-1 for the Oil Kings. So there, so mm-hmm. there we go. Uh, the Golden Knights beat the Rangers 3-2 in a shootout. Penguins over the Sabres 3-2 in overtime. After two, Blues up 2-0 on the Stars. Capitals up 2-1 on the Jets after two. In the second period, 1-1 Nashville and Chicago. Coyotes and Ducks coming up in a few minutes. 780-496-0063 to call or text if uh, people are writing in, Kellen. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the first text from Randall, I am in the process of reading the Viking Cup. My buddy Rush Shandro got uh, Leroy Johnson to sign a copy for me. Russ played at Augustana in the 70s, so there we go. Uh, we also have another Christmas wish from DC. He says that the Oilers would finally hire Rob Brown as a player personnel or something like that. He is a wise man. That, which that, I, I, that will not happen. I can assure you Rob's not interested. But I'll, I'll pass on the compliment. Thank you. Yeah, it would be a negative for us. We don't want to see him go. We like him no. here. <laughs> uh, for Mike Smith, a Stanley Cup winning season. That's Cliff from Busby. Nice. And Reed, after that opening, it is I who is sending you a canned ham. That is from the Big L. Oh, the Big L. I uh, love the Big L. Well, thanks, everybody, for, uh, for listening tonight. Do appreciate it. As we uh, we take you, whatever I guess Christmas is a it's a week tomorrow, seventeenth. Yep, I, I tomorrow. tend to lose track of the days too. Uh, <laughs> it's December seventeenth. Where does the where does the time go? Yeah, I hope everybody's uh, you're as healthy as, as you can be. I know there's a lot of frustration in the world, but uh, I hope you uh, find things that that don't frustrate you and engage with those things as well. Because I, I think if you just look for things that make you angry all the time, that's Maybe not always, uh, not always the healthiest approach. Just some wisdom that I've picked up on over the years. But uh, eh, what do I know? So the Oilers are on their way to Seattle. Uh, we'll see if they can keep rolling. I, I have no idea how the lines are going to work <laughs> tomorrow with 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 Nuge out. And uh, I, I mean, Griffith uh, has scored in the minors. He hasn't scored in the NHL. Maybe he pops up there uh, maybe Perlini gets to move up though that line was pretty good as a as a threesome last night so we'll see how that all goes so uh, we'll do the poem again we'll uh, we'll do the poem again here I really appreciate everybody who tuned in tonight and I'll talk to you for the face-off show at 6 30 tomorrow thanks uh, to you Kellen and thanks to Dave Campbell the producer of the show as well It was a week before Christmas and all through the town, people were cold and tired wearing a frown. The chilly winter frost has us all in a bluster. Even the energy to wake up often difficult to muster. 
The Oilers' losses had been mounting. Oh, woe is us, though there was a victory against the team from Columbus. The Elks have not a coach, not a president, nor a GM. Those jobs, could the same man fill two of them? The Oil Kings, thankfully, are looking mighty and bold. For Canada, some of them soon will chase gold. So as you lay in your bed tonight and dream of your team's glory, you can always come here for a tale or a story. It's okay, my friends, if you feel out of sorts. We'll try to give you a smile on Inside Sports. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.